one last session on verses 22 and 23 of Romans 9. And what I want to do is read to you and show you a section from the work of Jonathan Edwards called um, On the Decrees. It's part of his miscellanies. And it's Edwards' effort to come to terms with this argument right here. Uh, This is Paul's final effort to answer the question, why does God find fault if no one can resist his will? In other words, if people's hardness is ultimately governed by God, then to find fault with that hardness to many people seems unjust or wrong. And Paul's answer here goes like this. If God, because he desired to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction... And he does it ultimately in order to make known the riches of his glory, including that wrath and that power, the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy. And he's the potter who makes vessels for honorable use and vessels for dishonorable use. And the vessels for dishonorable use correspond to the vessels of wrath and Vessels for honorable use correspond to the vessels of mercy. If God is in charge of this whole thing, producing vessels of wrath and vessels of mercy, and if he's doing it all in order that the, he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he's beforehand for glory, then, we argued, should, it should be finished. No legitimate objection can be raised. Now, what's the sum of this argument in the mouth of Jonathan Edwards? Here's Edwards' words. It is proper and excellent. It is a proper and excellent thing for infinite glory to shine forth. And for the same reason, it is proper that the shining forth of God's glory should be complete. That is, that all parts of his glory should shine forth, like wrath and power we saw back in verse 22. That every beauty should be proportionably effulgent or radiant, that the beholder may have a proper notion of God. It is not proper that one glory should be exceedingly manifested and another not at all. Thus, it is necessary that God's awful majesty, his authority and dreadful greatness and justice and holiness should be manifested. But this could not be unless sin and punishment had been decreed, so that the shining forth of God's glory would be very imperfect, 
Why would that be without sin and punishment? Would be very imperfect, both because these parts of divine glory would not shine forth as the others do, and also the glory of his goodness, love, and holiness would be faint without the others. In other words, they would not stand forth over against them. They could scarcely shine forth at all. God's love, God's mercy, God's goodness would not shine forth fully if they were not seen against the backdrop of this awful majesty, this dreadful greatness, this justice, this holiness. If it were not right that God should decree and permit and punish sin, there could be no manifestation of God's holiness in the hatred of sin or in showing any preference in his providence of godliness over it. There would be no manifestation of God's grace or true goodness if there, were, if there was no sin to be pardoned, no misery to be saved from. How much happiness soever he bestowed, his goodness would not be so much prized and admired, and the sense of it not so great. In other words, our sense of God's pardon and his goodness would not be as great, no matter how much happiness he imparted, unless we saw our pardon, our goodness, his mercy over against sin and justice. So, Evil is necessary in order to the highest happiness of the creature. And the completeness of that communication of God. So the highest happiness of the creature and the completeness of the communication of God are possible because of the revelation of those things in relation to evil for which he made the world. He made the world for this communication and this happiness. Because the creature's happiness consists in the knowledge of God and the sense of his love. And if the knowledge of God be imperfect, which it would be had his power and wrath not been revealed, the happiness of the creature must be proportionably imperfect. So I believe profoundly and have for a long time this is a vision of God for the upheavals of our time.